you dumb, beautiful fucker. Who wants to be in America's slash fit with Abraham Lincoln? Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Hello everyone, welcome to Non-Canon Files number 33. We're discussing Jujutsu Kaisen and this will be a full spoiler discussion for this series. If you haven't seen it by now, that's okay. But just know, we'll be talking about everything that happened in season one of the anime. Um, but before we get any further, let me introduce my three cursed co-hosts. It's Jujutsu Jonathan. Uh, it's Special Grade Wenzel. Uh, grade 4 Colt. Yeah, I'm fucking strong. No, you're weak. I'm strong. <laughs> That's as on shit. the weakest end. Nah, I get taken down by a baby. <laughs> okay, Nicole is baby. I'm the baby. You are in uh, fourth grade. Well, I'm oh. sorry. Actually, the Adolyathpus is now baby. Fuck. Oh fuck. Yeah, he's grade uh, one, I think. If any, if anybody in this room is grade one, it's Otto. Yeah, probably special grade. Can't tell. But like we said, this is a this full discussion of season one of Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, we will say, John and I were pretty new to this series. We watched it on our anime review uh, last year. Just like with many things, we just didn't uh, get a chance to keep up with it. Tanner, Wenzel, and Colt, they were keeping up with it really well. They were super hyped about it. We'd actually started on our own individually, but then like they're like, no, you can't watch any more of this. They hit us with the jiu-jitsu embargo. Yeah. Uh. And, <laughs> and I was pissed because I, I was just getting to where it's picking up speed. I was in episode four, and then just like banhammering me. Nope, no more. Yeah, because uh, well, it, at first it was me and Tanner. We were keeping up with it like pretty consistently and then you know we were talking about it so much we got you know through peer pressure colt started to catch up with it and uh and then like closer towards the end of the season uh we were like you know what we need to get do a get together and just watch all of it and then you know we were reminded that pat and john haven't seen it and we were like oh now they can't watch it until we get together (laughs) because it definitely took a few months for us to get going that but we finally we're able to set aside some time and uh, burn through this first season because we uh, had a two-day marathon of Jujutsu Kaisen's first season, and uh, we are full of anime and we're full of chicken tendies. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm so fucking full. I ate way too many tenders. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have eaten too much as well. I, my my I feel like my body just feels like grody because like I just have. Probably twenty five chicken tenders in me. I feel like I ate more the past two days than I have the entire week. Yeah, my I feel like because the first day, the first night when we we watched the first nine episodes of the season, my head was heavy because it was just like jam full of like jujitsu rules and like character names, <laughs> and so I feel like I needed to go to bed to just mentally digest what I just saw and digest the food that we have consumed you know I'm with Cole it's uh also it's been a while since I've been on an episode 
Yeah, welcome back, oh, Wenzel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, personal reasons couldn't be on them, so I'm back. And um, it's funny because when I was gone, uh, in I was in Florida. I it feels like that. It feels like I have not. I have eaten so much in the past two days than I had when I was in Florida. Um, and you're on kind of in vacation mode a little bit, trying all these different foods and candies and stuff. Yeah, my you know might as well. Um, I, I guess you know it's not like it's not like it's a, it's a big secret or anything. I I had to go to uh, two funerals down there in Florida, so that's why. And yeah, uh, and yeah, and while we were down there, we just you know decided to just try and do stuff because I mean, well, it's what we're gonna do. So, but yeah, um, I bet it was a fucking huge just information bomb to you guys. I will say um, the first that first part of the season we watched is. More so front-loaded with, like, introductions and, like, explanation of the rules of the powers and stuff. So I was kind of just, like, kind of keep trying to keep track of everything. And, like, even in the second half, like, it, it mellowed out because you're sort of, you, like, at that point, you sort of learn the characters' names. And, like, I will say there was still a, com- a couple I had to, like, okay, what's their name again? Yeah. I, I had the damnedest time remembering um, Kugisaki's name, the Hammer Girl. Nobara, Yeah. No, it, there are so many characters and so many different names, and that was what was so funny about Akitame, the mangaka, was that he got like uh, so much backlash because of like he drew so many characters the same, and for the anime and for later in the manga, they uh, they made sure to differentiate between the characters. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot, especially with the explanations for like techniques and stuff and it's just so funny because right now what's happening in the manga there is something that is literally it's just nothing but pages and pages of explanation and it's like i i do not i still haven't comprehended everything they just explained so they're pulling a hunter x hunter right there i was literally about to say there there's a definitely a very infamous point in the manga hunter hunter where their powers get like very abstract and complicated and there's one character specifically where there's like multiple pages explaining their powers. I would say so because it's just multiple chapters of them explaining what's happening right now. It's like at first I was like, oh, this is confusing. The next chapter explains it a little more. It's like, okay. And then the next chapter after that explains it again. And it's like, fuck, I'm still lost. <laughs> like, god damn it. Yeah, all the powers are like really abstract and esoteric and... I was kind of lost for the first like handful of episode. I'm like, it's like I'm enjoying what's going on, but I have no fucking clue. It's like they're, they're eating fingers, and this guy can just like not be touched or whatever. And then like the whole bit with like the domains and the expansions and all that. And I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think I completely comprehend everything. You know, you know that's fine because, uh, well, I, I guess me it, it could be me and Cole, but I guess it's also me. I am here to explain to you. Any Jujutsu Kaisen fans who have watched just the anime and you're listening to this and you don't understand either, well, guess what? I and me and Cole and we're here for you. I will say I appreciate watching it with you because holy shit, like... There, there were many times I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And Wenzel would, like, explain. Yeah, we had, like, we, had, okay. we had, like, the Wenzel commentary. Because, I mean, no, because, like, that's something um, 
like everybody says is like there's a lot happening and i like i'm like totally get that and i'm like sometimes it works to explain what's going on you know and i i think that might improve the experience as well because there's just some stuff that like they're just so fucking vague about later on though it's funny later on a lot of stuff gets explained but i'm but certain things i'm just like it's better to just explain it right now because you know it it, it makes more sense Sub translation wasn't completely accurate, right? For certain things. Yeah, it's uh, Jujutsu Kaisen has a lot of, has a lot of trouble in the past about their uh, translations because the manga the manga go, has gone through so many different translations because two of their translators were very very problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very dark, and so there's a lot of different oh, stuff no. in there, and then. Uh, you know, me and Tanner were hyping up something in there that wasn't necessarily mistranslation. It was just a misunderstanding of what it actually is. I kind Tanner can explain it better than me, and he's not fucking here right now. Because, <laughs> what a fucking cow! Because it, it involves math, and I'm like, I don't want to have to explain this because it's so fucking dumb. Because Tanner is very much our number man, but he had a last minute thing come up, and he he was gonna be here uh, yeah. with us. Coward! I bet he's asleep right now in his car. He's not even left. <laughs> he's not even driving. <laughs> he's just asleep, and it's just going. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, because uh, it, it it was good to have Tanner with us. Uh, for the the watch along, but uh, I mean, it, it was just, you know things happen. But it was funny. The end of the first night, everybody was going home. Tanner was sleeping like a fucking dead rock. Like we could not wake him up. Like, yeah, it literally took me like shaking him. Like like in the have y'all seen the movie Airplane? Yeah, yes. where it's like get a hold of yourself. <laughs> and then it's a fucking line of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we basically to, had to do that to Tan. I was about to say because we were kind of lined up, all ready to do stuff to him. <laughs> I was to wake shaking him, up. him not super hard because like I don't want to hurt him. Yeah, no, I, I I thought like you you know you what you did was right, but then it's like he wasn't waking up, and then so Jonathan just had to step in and just shook him so not violently but shook him hard enough, and it was just it was so funny. And even then, he didn't wake up right away. It was like a silence, and then it, it took a combination of me like. Yanking and, on and his then, shoulder and Pat yelling at well, him. Well, no, and then John played a fucking loud ass song that was so <laughs> ridiculous. And I'm just like, you know what, Tanner? <laughs> I can understand if you're disoriented right now. Well, plus it's a funny bit because when Tanner came over to, to, for the second day of watching, like, <laughs> they were blasting the Nightcore version of Astronauts in the Ocean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's the first thing he's, he hears when he walks into the house. And I'm like, that's got to be a sensory overload. <laughs> While, meanwhile, fucking Colt and Winslow are gaslighting me. Yeah. Why'd you want it to play Why so much? He, he wanted John. No, they, no they, I, I just, no. We're not getting into Jonathan this right now. Jonathan loves Astronaut in the Ocean. They, no, I, they love it so much. You love G-O-D, not T-H-O-T's. <laughs> That's an actual fucking lyric. Yes. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. I, honestly, I didn't know he spelled thought until I saw the lyrics. <laughs> was, I'm like, I was thinking, like, what is G H O D? What does that mean? If you're listening to this and you unironically love that song, I'm so sorry, but just I'm so sorry, but you have terrible, terrible taste. Terrible taste. Like, well, and the thing is, is like the beat's not terrible, but it, like. The, the lyrics are just fucking stupid. 400. 400 million plays on Spotify. It just seems like alternative stuff for fucking Christians. 
Yeah, it seems like some bullshit that you'd have like a redneck. It's like it's like somebody. It's like we had to bring up that shitty song that turns me into a fucking boomer and be like, "All music today sucks." In the deep, when your brain goes numb, you can call mental freeze. I feel like an astronaut in ocean. Yeah, I think we can we can say that without being like hit with a copyright, right? Yeah, it's bad. Anyways, yeah, you you sing it off key. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, oh, I mean, there's not really a key to. Be off. I mean, if they're like, "Hey, we hit you with like copyright. You can't say that." It's like, ah, it's just any phrase, you yeah. know. It, it's spoken word. Yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen. Well, oh yeah. I feel like an Among Us in the ocean. Let's go, boys. Uh, <laughs> Sussy. Where were we? Uh, we Nowhere. were just. Uh, we hadn't really gotten started. Oh yeah, we, we were. Well, welcome to Not Kind of Number Thirty Three, everybody. We were we talking were, about we're, Jujutsu no, Kaisen. We were just talking about Tanner. Yeah, that's right. Because he needed to explain something that I have. Huge doubts that I can explain accurately, but but that that, that, that I, hasn't I think happened. I kind of get the, it though in the yeah. uh, in the in the series yet yeah, anime wise. So like that won't really be part of the discussion. We'll be discussing primarily what happened in the first season. Yeah, so it'll yeah. just like decompressing and just talking uh, in, in spoiler terms about everything that's happened over the course of the the first season. Yeah, and yep. we like literally just finished the. Episode twenty four, like what, maybe twenty minutes ago. Yep. Yeah. So there, there's going to be some very unprocessed thoughts. Here. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not even like I a, mean, granted, not that's nothing new for us. But. Not even like a roadmap here, but um, yeah, yeah. So seven and a half hours of Jujutsu Kaisen t- today, as we're recording, and then oh, about five or so hours the day before. Yep. It took a we took so long watching just eight or nine episodes or whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean granted. We spent like two hours watching meme videos. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised if it was that little. But I mean, it was good For shit, real. though. And it we was. ate, too. So, you know, it's all about the experience. And yeah, we, we, plus, we got it done. So, yeah, it? it's over now. It just and, took and it's only eleven forty three at night. Hey, I, hey, we finished earlier than I thought we would. I mean, we it, did. We yeah, did. we did. Uh, it's not the first time too. We've like binged anime series before, yeah. but not nothing this long. I don't think. And, and plus, it was. It felt like you know, you know, like the old days when we would just like hang out at somebody's house and just like binge something. So it was good to sort of get back into like the usual swing of things. Yes. And like honestly, I'm I'm not really a binge type person but like so to like watching this series all in one go more or less it was like it's you know really fun and plus like it's pretty fucking hype yeah which it's it's funny to me because as popular as the series is i haven't really heard much about it outside of like the boys yeah i'm the same way is it i know it's popular but like it's not Demon Slayer or like yeah. Promise Neverland popular. The the only real person I've heard talk about it much was uh that guy from that channel Mother's Basement. I don't know. On YouTube, he he, he does pretty cool anime content. Okay, but but he was just like this this show's fucking awesome as shit. I mean, no, you know, you're totally right because like I remember when I first saw the cover, it got me sort of interested. Like John, has- I, I'll get it pulled up. They have it pulled up right now, and it, it reminded me, like, so, yeah, that that cover, I really liked it. And anyway, Jujutsu Kaisen. And then, you know, I didn't hear anything about it until the anime got announced. I was like, okay, now I got to watch it, got to check it out. And then, like, it still kind of, like, remained low-key. And even now, it's, like, so many chapters deep in the manga, it's still very much, um, 
kind of whispered, not really, not whispered, but like it's very not as much as talked about. Like my hero Boruto, it's, it's at least from what I can tell, still fairly under the radar. Oh yeah, and like the thing is, is like like you said, it's hype. It's like it just only goes up from here. I I will say, uh, as soon as Chainsaw Man started making its runs, though it it was kind of overshadowed by that, and so many people compare it to Chainsaw Man because as soon as those two manga arrived, Shonen Jump was just changed like forever. Stat-wise uh, comparison, content-wise, they're nothing alike. They're nothing alike, but that but the content is what changed it because they're completely uh different from Shonen from sh- regular Shonen manga and anime. Um at first, at first Jujutsu Kaisen doesn't seem that way, but later down the line it it like it really differs from anything else and then so does Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw yeah. Man's Well, you know Chainsaw Man is different from the rest of the like the Shonen Jump Shonen's like immediately. Yeah, oh yeah. I will say Jujutsu Kaisen, it's taken a bit because it still kind of feels like Shonen from what I've watched, and I've only watched up to 24. Yeah, no, it it definitely feels like Shonen, and we won't really get to the stuff that doesn't feel like regular Shonen until maybe season two. You're looking at probably season three. But yeah, it's it's very much not talked about, and I remember when Tanner read caught up with the manga just like me, I was just so excited because so much... So much stuff happens, and um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about season one. What do you think, John? Again. Oh, well, wait, wait. Oh, I thought it was pretty fucking great. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I mean, like, like y'all were saying, there, there's some parts about it that are fairly shonen, and shonen as a genre is pretty tropey. Tropes and, and aren't I, bad as all how they're used. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Also, shonen doesn't mean it's bad. I love shonen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I like watching uh, anime characters fight each other. Like, call me basic, but it's fucking fun. Yeah, and I mean, and when we use Shonen, it just because, like, John says, they use a lot of tropes. And, and plus, Shonen itself uh, well, is a, and, is and a genre. Like, like yeah. I mean, even character design, like, and sort of like character dynamics is like very big, like very big Naruto vibes. Yeah, yeah. you got the three and the teacher. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, Which is who, like, uh, when, when I saw like the promotional art, this was like the f- first thing I saw of the show and I'm like, oh bitch, that that's fucking Kakashi. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every, everybody can care, compares Gojo to Kakashi. It's just Even though they're like two completely different characters. Completely different characters. With got di- cool eyes. Cool eyes, yeah. Yeah, but like... Like Naruto, this character is my favorite. And also, uh, Yuji has... like Kakashi in Naruto. Yeah, and Yuji has a demon inside of him, much like Naruto has a demon. But, but I mean, that. yeah, and that's also, like, And he communicates or... it the same way Naruto... I mean, so there, there's a lot that that will seem similar to you if he and sort of if just like in your in your comparison because like a lot of shonen's overlap in terms of their like big tentpole structures. Yeah, yeah but if, I mean, I mean... It's tropes I like, otherwise yeah. I wouldn't be watching it. Yeah. Also, the fucking keyframes, key animation, and Sakuga for this shit is like some of the best I've it's seen. It's busting. It's busting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. If for nothing else, just watch like some of the highlight, like the fight scenes in this, because it's pretty I, fucking. Dope. I do appreciate how, just because like we're so far down the line in sort of general animation, that it, it, just like it, the regular episodes, like the more like calmer moments they're still very well animated but then like when you get to the really intense action like it pops all the way off and, oh, and it's yeah. one of those things where i noticed that it like the animation got better as it went along yeah, yeah that's true like i remember when i saw the 
uh, jumping ahead a little bit, the hand scene with the uh, Mahito. Mahito. I thought that was the best animated episode in the series, but now watching them all in one go... I realized it only got better animation wise. Yeah, as it went on. Like, and it only got better story wise too as it went on. Because like the first few handful of episodes, you know those like sort of stock anime crowds yeah. that have like only like one or two figures in the foreground moving. Everything else is still. But like as it goes on, it's much less and less of that. Also, there's probably a lot less characters to work with. But or and plus, I I do feel like. It, of course, you know you do have like a lot of characters as you're as you're into this, but I feel like it has a comfortable medium right now where there are a, a lot of characters, but it doesn't feel like overwhelming. Yeah, like I feel like it has like more. Let's say not as many as like Bleach, but like fewer than Naruto. Like it, I feel mm-hmm. like there's a comfortable amount that even someone like me is sort of jumping in like the deep end of the pool with this. Like I. I was able to pick up who everybody was in a reasonable amount of time. And even by the end of the season, it still wasn't that many characters. Because, like, I love my hero, but holy shit, there are so many. They throw a lot of characters at you. They throw a lot of characters at you. And for for some reason, I can never remember anyone's name in that show. The funny thing is, I remember almost all their names for no fucking reason. (laughs) And I have such terrible times with names. Or remembering anything. My brain's a fish. I will say, I remember almost everybody's names in my hero except for class 1b because that in this season they're introducing everybody in class 1b and i'm just like i can't remember any of them <laughs> like for the this is this is like yeah. beyond what can be expected because i because like i feel like the more nubile parts of my anime brain have, are still holding on to like bleach character names <laughs> because they, they had a fuck ton of people in that show and, and swords oh, and shit so i'm just like I can't. I can't physically fit any more anime characters in my name? head. What's Cat Lady's name? Huh? Cat Lady's name. Uh, from Yorichi. Yorichi. I want to remember that name for the rest of my life. <laughs> <Okay>. But like, <laughs> like that's that's yeah. the last thing you say, like Rosebud, when you die. <laughs> Yorichi. God damn it! Like, like he just drops like the like the hot titty anime statue from from his hand. It crashes on the no, floor. No, he, he <laughs> no. Colt says Yurichi, and then somebody's like, "What does that mean?" It's like it's a big hot titty cat lady from an anime. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only way I'm going. And then it's just like somebody's like respect. <laughs> but like one thing I will say, like over like I'd say the past like five or six years shonen has gotten like in like substantially better it really has because, i don't know what the fuck happened because like to me it was like you know i you know grew up initially with like dragon ball and then after dragon ball all the iterations of dragon ball it was like naruto bleach and bleach and then after that it was like I was getting into high school and started noticing things. So, like, by the time Attack on Titan came out, or in shows of that generation, I was just like, I've seen this before. And is uh, Attack on Titan like a seinen? I was about to say. I mean, I it's I technically seinen, but it it had some very similar tropes. Yeah. Or I, I guess I've only seen the first half of the season because I was like, I'm just not. You've got this. nothing there. You I, don't I have think any it's knowledge. I, uh, I, I do now because I like read the wiki on it, and I was right. like, oh, "I'm glad I dropped this." But uh, <laughs> here's a poll for the for the chat: Attack on Titan is it problematic? Yes, but well, I mean, it's, it's, also it's, good. It's, not, it's not like that. I was just like, I just was not into it. And then there was like Black Clover and all those stupid. 
doo-doo shows. I don't... I, 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 I don't understand mm-hmm. why people thought Black Clover was any good. And then, and then even... Would you consider Sword Art Online a shonen? No, that's more of a... I don't even want to say that's Sanin either. That's like an isekai. In I mean, way. it's isekai, but I mean, like, it's not... like it, it can still be considered like, as a broader genre shonen or Sanin. Sister well, because I mean, like genre. shonen is basically just an age demographic. <laughs> yeah. Damn, cool. It's a sister. I mean, genre. it is. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, and Sword Art Online is just and also stupid. good news. There's no sister fucking that I know of so far in Jujutsu Kaisen. But hold real. on, I like. Oh the, no, I, I don't like the way you said that. You said, but hold on. No, I was going to say, uh, every time somebody said, every time I meet somebody who says Sword Art Online is their favorite uh, anime, I just immediately think of sis- the sister fucking thing. Yeah. I'm just like, ugh, you're, ugh, get away from well, me. Well, like, the thing is, is a sister fucking thing is like the fifth thing wrong with that show. I enjoyed <laughs> the first half, the first season. I was like, okay, we're actually doing something cool here. And then it went immediately to the second part of the first season. I was like, and then no. But I mean, even then, I was just like, oh wow, this is you know. When someone explained the premise to me, I'm like, oh, so it was like Dot Hat Sign, Doc Hat Sign, okay, or or, uh, what was that other show? It was Log something. Log that came out after Sword Online, Block Horizon. Okay. Or something like that. You know, I know we need to be talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. It's just, I just get so many thoughts about all this other anime, especially Black Clover. That's such a disappointing thing. Why did Astra's character design go from okay to the worst thing I've ever seen? And then then there's like shows like Fairy Tale, which, like, when I was, this is completely off subject, but when I was fucking uh, going to school to be a teacher, I was interning at a school. And the teacher I was assigned to, we, we kind of hit it off because he was like really into anime. And he's like, do you watch fairy tale? And I was like, uh. I, I, <laughs> I used I, to love fairy tale. I was about to say, don't you love fairy tale? I used to, but as I grew up, I, was, I, like, I look back on it, I'm like, man, there's some stuff in there that as an adult, I do not like. <laughs> that's so, that, that's, I remember you making the, uh, the, your, uh, Natsu emblem for Black Ops Three. Yeah, because I fucking love. Yeah, Natsu. I know. I, I think I, Natsu's still cool. Yeah, it's just other characters that I'm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, you suck. And if I'm shitting on your favorite show, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, this is this favorite. is just my opinion, and I very. I mean, what's the same way? I remember starting Fairy Tale because I've read his first series, Raidmaster, and like it's it's oh, like that was the same person. Yeah, yeah. Hiramashima. Oh, shit. Um, but I remember starting it, and it's just kind of like. It's this is shown him like and I feel like it's not giving me anything more. And I feel like yeah. even other people would say like it's kinda of have much to say other than, you know, power of friendship, just like ad nauseum. Yeah, and, and I feel like a lot of those shows, especially after Naruto Bleach and One Piece, kinda of like spun their wheels. And and it was just sort of like they were trying to copy that. And then like once like My Hero, Demon Slayer and other shows started coming out, I was like, Holy shit, like it's actually going places even though they might borrow some stuff or whatever yeah i i would say like you know like you said if if anything if you're to check out any shonen jump i would immediately recommend my hero promise neverland chainsaw man jujutsu kaisen demon slayer even though i haven't watched it uh and uh one punch man even though i I can understand that being kind of repetitive but i still highly recommend i think i know what actually made the shonen good they finally just started letting characters fucking die 
It's finally it's, it's, well, I mean, I mean, it's not just that. I, mean, I know, but the big thing is, I remember just all these big characters having these huge fights just to uh, be like, I'll come back later. Or, or like, there, there would be some MacGuffin like the Dragon Balls that, like, death was never permanent. Yeah. We're also talking with this thing that basically each iteration of a shonen series or each iteration of the genre, it sort of unconsciously builds on top of another. So, like, some people may yeah. see Dragon Ball or Naruto a- antiquated by, you know, today's standard, but it's like, if we wouldn't have shows like this without them... Oh, yeah. So, like, and, everything yeah. everything builds upon the next. So, I feel like, according to Wenzel, Jiu-Jitsu starts to, like, do new things within the genre mm-hmm. of, of shonen, or at least it does something to set it out from the from the pack, at least. I, I do appreciate, um, even within... It, in its familiarity, there's still something new. Like, even something that's basic to me, like, I just sort of like how the the women characters in the show feel like they're better uh, like, written. Oh, my God, yeah. Because that, that was my biggest fucking problem with Naruto. And, and, like, I didn't get super far into Bleach, but similarly. But, like, yeah, it was just like, it seemed like all, they would introduce these really cool female characters who had really cool powers and then, like, Kishimoto would not do anything with them. Yeah, uh, Like, Sakura gets that one sick-ass fight and that's it. And, 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 like, then, and then she's, like, the worst character. In Serata the- is better, but that could also be because someone else was riding her for the first half of Boruto. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm a soccer defender. It's like, she's not a bad character. She was just badly written. Well, yeah, yeah. It's not, it, people act like, like she's like an actual person and like, <laughs> she, it's like she deserves to be like Shadow. I'm like, it's, it's Kishimoto for not knowing what the fuck to do with girl characters. Yeah. Cause like, it's like 10, 10. What the, like, what the fuck did she do? She just had scrolls with weapons in them. She had that like one tiny fight of like half an episode in the tuning. Which is like she's on Rock Lee. That's her thing. Uh, yeah. If if anybody else was you know writing some of these other, like, it's not just an R two. This is a reoccurring thing, and I kind of feel like the bar is so low for women characters in anime that like anything outside of they're just like allowed to have a full fight. It's sort of like oh, just queen. <laughs> it's either it's either that or like. Even shows like I really love, like Kill a Kill, it's like very strong female characters, but they're just half naked the entire show. So like, oh, there, there's some problems here. But like, I did feel like um, Nobra got a little sidelined at the start of the series. She did. And, 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 oh yeah, but she, but she has like hype shit later. Like the like final like couple episodes. Yeah, or even like throughout. But, yeah. like, she's, she's still like a cool character, and she gets some cool moments. But like. There, there's one moment in particular we'll get to because I kind of I would like to go a little chronologically. Yeah, uh, that was like, oh shit, she did this thing that the main character did. Like, they're on a reasonably yeah, similar level. I, but I would like to take a put a break in here because when Colt mentioned Asta discussing design, this is my interpretation of that. See, normal. Mm-hmm. What the fuck. Also, here's another one of him down below. Can you describe what you've drawn for the uh, listeners at home? I drew a very plain, just character stick figure, whatever you want to call it. It says normal. And then I drew an absolute abomination of tiny head, big body, big ass, kind of odd 
oddly proportioned legs with huge ass thighs. That is Asta's design right now in the manga. And then I actually kind of I I tried to draw from memory the r just random promotional art of him looking back at you with his top with it just his cheeked up ass <laughs> because double cheeked up on a thursday because afternoon any black clover fans in here or whatever at first in the series Asta's like supposed to be buff but he's supposed to look pretty scrawny but then over the course which is fine because it shows he's changed but like it's not a good looking change he's wearing a tiny fucking vest with some tight ass pants and he's got an eight pack and, and that, that's the only Thing, and he's like a just buff as shit for no reason. It's just like all of his body is just <laughs> it's just one big buff fucking ball, and then his head is just the same. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Liefeld draw this motherfucker. It's yeah. something about like Asta's face that just triggers like a fucking visual reaction. Exactly. Like, I hate his face. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Every time I see his fucking face, I get so mad. And then I see his body. I'm just like, you're so stupid looking. Stop smiling. You're you're in one of the worst animes ever. And isn't his like shtick, like his like comedic gimmick that he sexually harasses women? I have no clue. No. I have not heard it's of that. I think it's You're probably thinking of the... Uh, in some capacity, maybe the main character from Seven Deadly Sins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Seven Deadly okay. Sins. Which, yeah. like, I tried watching that, and it has, like, some cool action, but I just, I hated the main dude in it. He sucks so much shit. He's I, it's so funny, because I, I did see also what the fight scenes are like currently with the current, the most current season, and my God, they fucked that shit up real bad. I watched the first season. I thought it was fun time. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But then again, I was, like... 13, 14. Yeah. Uh, as it went on, I realized, whoa, this is bad. Don't watch it. Wait, did you watch it? Wait, are y'all talking about Seven Deadly Sins or Black Clover? Seven, Seven Deadly, Deadly Sins. Sins. Did you watch it after I watched it? Because I, I think I remember talking to you about it and got you to watch it. I think we just watched it at random points and times. Because I remember we were both in high school. I, and I feel like I watched that in middle school. I didn't. I watched that in high school. That uh, didn't come out till later. Oh, Lord. Because I remember I was on an anime kick where I watched Parasite, One Punch Man, Kill a Kill, and then that was on my chopping block. And I liked the first season, but then they like they did a reboot of it, and that was really bad from what I understand. I, I don't know. I don't care. Well, now they're doing a crossover, like, gotcha game with fucking Stranger Things <laughs> yeah. for some yeah. reason. Yep. Because you know what? the fan bases cross over so much. I mean, like... That, that is the most <laughs> random fucking bullshit. There's something so funny about fucking anime. <laughs> Hooper with a fucking gun fighting anime demo corgis in this <laughs> weird fantasy setting. Uh, but anyhow, speaking of fighting demons, like, like in Jujutsu... <laughs> Pat is just trying to wheel this thing back on... Just to say this, like, let's talk about some of the... Some of the characters in the show. Who who are some of our favorite characters like um, throughout the series, or ones you maybe sort of grew to like over the course of the show? Minami and Nobara are my two favorite characters because they both just go hard as shit when they fight. Mm -hmm. That's fair. What about what about you, the two two guys two dudes. two newbies two newbies yeah I I mean a, a, as a Kakashi stan I have to I'm legally contractually obligated to say Gojo is my favorite character uh like you know barring like everybody everybody's like favorite characters like Gojo it's like barring Gojo yeah I mean honestly because I mean he's just like 
stupid OP. Like, so surprisingly, there is a lot of not a hate, but I say there's a lot of dis the disdain that you have in the anime and manga for him from other characters is like reflected on the real world too. Because there's a lot of people who have a disdain for him. I'm just like, you probably just don't get the character. You just don't I kinda, get it. I get it. It's it's he's just from what I can tell, just too annoying. Not see, annoying, I, I but see, overpowered. But see, I, I could see annoying. how people would find him annoying, I, or and and he is stupid overpowered. That's he, the main reason, and, and it kind of does. And that is, we'll get into criticism. And see, but that's the thing is that I I remember initially learning about Gojo. I was like, man, I like this guy so much. And then I was looking up more about him after reading the manga, and somebody wrote this really fucking good essay about him. And I'm like, holy shit, yeah, you convinced me. He's my favorite character. Because he is a very, over the course of the show, you're gonna. he's a very complex character that, oh, I, yeah. that I was very surprised about. That I was just like, this is, just, this is just one of the things that Shonen Jump has surprised me with, is these characters that are just so, on the surface, just seem so like, just, you know, cool or, you know. Or, or like a comedic character. Yeah, and then like, but deep down it's like, holy shit, they're very well written and very complex and, like, you can do so much with this in terms of storytelling and just, like, real thematic application. But anyway, outside of Gojo, uh, <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorite characters? Pat? Like, I feel like I got really attached to uh, Nobara right away. Because, like, I, 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 oh, really, yeah. I really love how, like, brash she is. And, like, mm-hmm. like her power is pretty sick. Like, because it, her power is based off, like, you know, Japanese curse and, like, their, their effigies. Because it, it may be, like, a... a like a visual thing you may have seen in anime, like the straw doll with like a nail through it, yeah. and that that's what part of like this sort of like Japanese magic that's present. But like I've never seen a character with that explicit power. She has like <laughs> hammer and nails, and that's essentially kind of like a voodoo thing. Like whatever the nail goes into, it sort of impacts the person that the whoever sort of substance it's connected to is affected by. Yeah. Well, well even besides like even not bringing that into it, the minute she just brought out the hammer and nails, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking. This cool. is hardcore. This shit. is like a, a really interesting. Like she's, power. like she's gonna fucking like kill somebody with a claw hammer, and boy does she. Yeah, yeah. It's it's her technique is just called straw doll technique, and it's just so sick. I good character, great and, character. And I was trying to think like I'm of, the, of like the main characters like. <laughs> The Gojo exception clause, Nabara, <laughs> Panda, love Panda. Panda pa- Panda's love great, Panda. and the fight he gets in this season was fucking hype. Yeah. yeah, that that is one of my favorite fights of the season. Just mm-hmm. the, the scene with the rocket propelled spike arm. Fuck. Yeah. When, when he fights Mechamaru, that's pretty sick. I mean, there's like there's like not really a bad fight because like you you get like the the what the equivalent of a tournament arc in the middle of it. And I like how they set it up. Like, this is obviously the tournament art, but they go about it in a slightly different way. Like, it's two teams from rival schools competing, but then you still get your one-on-one fight. So, Panda versus Mechamaru was really slick. You know what it reminded? It reminded me a lot of the tuning, like the early parts yeah, of the tuning yeah. exams. <laughs> it, it, it was funny how much of Jujutsu... Was ringing a lot of Naruto bells for me, and then that and that and, is, and not in a bad way either. It, the, of course, it's just like one of those things, like because Naruto is so ubiquitous in Shonen, like it's kind of hard to escape any comparison because it's like one of the most popular of the modern series, yeah, or one of the most well known. So like you can't really escape it. But I do, I did appreciate them. I really loved um, Maki. 
Oh, she was one Maki, of my favorites yeah, too. Yeah, Maki's great because like she's a normal quote quote character. She's and, and I, I'm a slut for that that trope of just the the normal character who doesn't have any powers but just keeps just up with overpowered. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And like she was like bad that. as fuck because like like I said, she has no powers. But she has to wear special gear to like see the demons, but like she has superhuman endurance like um, Yuji. But like she can use all the weapons, she's whooping ass. Like that, that the combo move that she does with Fushiguro against Hanami and when when doing the fucking invasion part, that was sick. And she, it, when oh she whips out God. the Sansetsu comb, bitch. And, and, and then they're like trading weapons and holy shit. Yeah, the teamwork is fucking ridiculous. And like her usage of cursed tools is like, I mean, yeah, like they said, she's like one of the top curse tool users and yeah and i will say that uh, her story with her sister my that was probably the most emotionally resonant uh of what i watched of the season like uh we'll get to some other parts but like just the story that she had with her sister like their very troubled home life how like their family sexes and looked down on both <laughs> of them and she had no powers and she left to sort of do her own thing and inadvertently left her sister behind to sort of mm-hmm. deal with that bullshit. Yep. And you sort of see the the pros and cons of both of their lives in action. And like, but still, ha- like, hurts and seeing the flashback of like of her sisters. Like, you you said you'd never let me go, and you left me behind. And that was to me that was a really solid emotional moment. My f- also, her sister has a fucking gl- like a fucking revolver. Loves <laughs> a Glock for the flash. like the when she fucking pulled that shit out, I was like, yeah, what the fuck am I watching? I know. <laughs> uh, my super emotional moment though would have to be when uh, Toto and uh, when Ida Dory went to high school together or middle the, school. The future that could have been. It was so good. Like, I, I will say, like, um, of course, they're introduced, like, Mai and Toto are from the rival jujitsu school, and they're, they're, they introduce this bastard, but then, like, the journey that Toto goes on in the, in the fight, and when he, like, makes friends with Yuji, and, like, when they fucking start whipping out that bro shit fighting Hanami, god damn. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda want a spinoff of just them fucking when, like. Whenever their 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 team up is just perfect. It was just absolutely bro shit. Perfect team up. To like, take and on even stuff. when they were fighting, even before like Hanami enters the equation, like Toto's just like, all right, we're gonna stop right here. I'm gonna teach you some shit. Yeah, it was just they're they've been like Yuji is such a weird anomaly because with how big Toto is, like Toto was like, yeah, he's physically stronger than me. And, like, you know, he can run so fucking fast, and he can throw a ball, uh, what, a um, shock put? Yeah, he, he broke the world record. And he did it in a pitcher stance, which nobody can fucking throw a shock put with a pitcher stance. Yeah, you can't oh, throw yeah. a, a giant iron ball overhand. Yeah, um, yeah, no, Colt's right. The most important part was that. Yeah. Since we're kind of just talking about, like, general character overview, I mean, we haven't even really talked about the protagonist, which... Usually shown in like I absolutely fucking hate the protagonist, but like this, I really like UG. Yeah, I mean he's all around just a you know an, at first he's just a normal kid, but all around he's just a good guy, you know. And and he's and the thing is too, the way he starts out is like you know uh, he has 
Sukuna and um, it's, uh, Sukuna. <laughs> Sukuna. 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 The, the, yeah. the whole bit they had with Ramen Sukuna as like the, the the evil spirit inside of Yuji. <laughs> that was a good bit. No, it, you know he has Sukuna and people, <laughs> and you think like, oh yeah, he can just whip him out like Kurama or you know, um, or like. Ichigo's hollow form or, Wait, or, or going back to the great apes in Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. Whatever your like inner demon superpower is. Chonin's have him by the bucket. And, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, but with this, that's not the case. He can't do that because I don't know if anybody knows, but Sukuna... Really fucking evil. He's a dick. Like he he is a cunt. Like yeah. he, he is capricious and he is like a bastard. Like there's literally a, a like a tense moment where you would think he would whip out the demon shit and then the demon straight up says, Nah bitch, you ain't getting this and just to watch his the person he's inhabiting just to suffer. That's literally it. That's a fuck all right all right. That is the most emotional part of the series, legit for me, is whenever what's his name? Junpei? Junpei. Junpei fucking dies. No. I think about that constantly because I'm just so mad. Because Akutami, the mangaka, said in an interview, because people were like, oh, you know, is Sukuna going to be like a Kurama, a Fujita, uh, what have, like a villain becoming good guy situation? And he ju- they just straight up say, no, he's he's evil. Don't root for him. Don't like him. He's pure evil. He's not going to e- He's not ever going to be good. Yeah, well, it, and the way the show's set up, he's it looks like he's being set up as like the final boss too. Yeah, and and I I can't wait for that. That's gonna be interesting if that how it plays out. But like, it's just I will say there was something in there that like, sorry, this is kind of criticism. There's a part in there where when Mahito first touches Sakuna's soul, that Sakuna's like, you know, the only chance you're gonna get, you know, know your place, you're full. I remember people. Uh, seeing people's reactions to that, they're like, they're like, oh man, Sukuna is such a badass. Like this is such a cool moment, and it's like, it's like, let's calm down a minute. He is, you know, very tough, very strong, but this is not a moment of him being like, oh yeah, I'm defending Yuji. It's just like, no, he's like, no, he he's just he, like, he, I am stronger than you. And I, he, he's just lording over his presence, so not only like um, Yuji, but also all other life and all exists. of creation. He he just he wants to show that like. You know, you are below me. This is the only chance you're going to get. Next chance, you're dead. Or, you know, you're close to it. You're, you're I am really excited wasn't... to see his final form or whenever he is actually out. Because I imagine, I want to see all four of his arms going mad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, Akutami did some art for uh, what he originally looks like. It's pretty fucking sick, what he originally looked like. I don't know how he's going to look when he fully manifests. I, cause I, I, did, I will say, you know, for, for like the inner demon, like, shonen trope, he hasn't really done that outside of, like, the first part of the season. I mean, it's kind of like, that's kind of necessary when Yuji hasn't, like, developed his powers. Because, like, every other moment where Yuji's, like, fighting or he has to overcome something, it's been his own strength. Whether he realized it at the moment, like, oh, I do this to do make this happen. Sort of, like, it's Yuji doing it. And, like, uh, Sukuna's just sort of glower in the background it's yeah like, I, akitami did actually some art of there people were like what is sakuna doing while yuji's doing stuff and it just shows sakuna just lying on the floor and then it just shows up like a light from above and it's like random dialogue and then it's and then he'll like randomly hear like uh yuji suffering and he'll look up and be like oh and then it's like it changes to something happy it's like ah like, he, go, he goes back to sleep <laughs> like he just doesn't fucking care yeah, no, that's what uh, that's what was something that I think that Jujutsu Kaisen does well that a, a lot of Shonen Jump 
don't do is how um, Yuji very much suffers, and he's very, like, he's on, like, he's struggling really, really hard. And now they have been saying stuff like, oh, you know, he has raw, you know, strength, superhuman speed, endurance, and what have you. But, I mean, for the most part, he's been getting his ass kicked. Well, I, I mean, if you just kind of look at him on the surface, it, it, like sort of like Gojo, he's like at least for where he's at in his journey, he he's pretty overpowered compared to other characters. I mean, and, and but both- but like the what I think what the show does really well is make every fight ha- like the stakes are always at peak. It's like it's like death. It's like do or die. Like you know, these are like like one slip up and you're fucked. Yeah. And I do appreciate they're kind of keeping, like, the power scale in balance. Like, of course, the main character is always going to be, like, the top. But I kind of feel like the other characters in the show, they're at a level where they don't feel too distant from him. Like, they obviously mm-hmm. have, like, he takes care of, like, the main baddies. But, like, I still feel like there there is a reasonable, like, power gap between him and the other protagonists. It doesn't feel like, oh, he's just going to, like, carry the whole team in his back. Because, like, all the other people, like, when... Uh, the curse spirits like Hanami was like invading the school like everybody was on their game like they were throwing it out as much as they were taking the punishment like when the the, the three dudes um Inosaki Fushiguro and Kamo were fighting Hanami they were throwing getting some licks in and then Fushiguro and Maki and then finally when Toto and Yuji came in and like sort of was wrecking house like it was it was all really slick, and everybody was doing their good job. Everybody's like solid and good and fighting. It looks like I appreciate that, especially at the very end when um, Nobara and Yuji teamed up to fight the Cursed Womb Brothers. That was hype shit. Yeah, that was the hypest fight of the whole fuck, fucking anime. man. Yeah, I, I know we're jumping all over the place, but <coughs> that's the most recent one we watched, and that was like, oof, so good. And like, also with as many spoilers, we're kind of hoping it, that you've seen it up to this point, and and plus like how sort of quote late in the game it is like most people have watched it by now yeah. and but that's that's what sort of the um, existence of the non-canon anyway is sort of to speak freely about spoilers oh yeah no of course and like and i know pat and i have already said it but like this, this show the show is like such hype because like not not only besides like the fights and the animation it's just like anytime anything's mentioned about like names or lore i get super excited because i i'm a i'm a I love lore and uh, oh, yeah. story so much. It's and, so good. And then on top of that, like, there's this one of the things I'm really, or one of the facets of the show I'm really interested in is sort of the political dynamic between a lot of these uh, jujutsu sorcerers, yeah. sorcerers. Like, because there's this big tension of like people don't want you know Yuji to really exist because he does he is a vessel for uh, suck. Sucking up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you have like very various competing interests with Gojo and the 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 fucking dude with the guitar, which that fucking threw like, me for the, a like loop. the bastard principal from the rival schools. Like he he looks like this geezer with like too many piercings, and like because he's very much against Yuji living because you know he's just he, his, he's one of the higher ops, and like and, but then <laughs> when they fucking swerve us, it's like. When the invasion happened, it's like, go on ahead. I'll fight the guy with the cleaver. And he just, like, whips out a fucking electric guitar. And you're just like, what the fuck? I just yeah. wish a better character had that power. Because it's just like, man, you are a fucking bastard. But he fuck, could this- whip ass. We've barely seen him. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, you barely see you barely see him. Um, I I do appreciate they 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 giving that dichotomy to the character because like he is a bastard, but like he he has just a a funny part of his character. You're kind of like it's like a begr- like a begrudging like enjoyment or respect for him. It's like well, you, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like he's so like self serious up until the point where we realize what his power is, <laughs> and, and it's just like see like. You wouldn't. Ex- it's such a swerve because you wouldn't expect this guy of all people would just be fucking shredding. Yeah, literally, because in the entire time Gojo's talking about the higher ups, how conservative they are, and like he's one of the higher ups, and he just whips out the most punk ass fucking setup ever, and he's a conservative old fucking man. No fucking way. A flying V guitar. No fucking way. Well, I mean, granted, a lot of. Boomer rock is That's conservative. Tr- that now. is true. That is true. But no, you're right. It was it was insane seeing that, and that's something that I really like too about Jujutsu Kaisen is that you know you'll have these characters that seem kind of like brash or kind of like assholes, but like not all of them, but some of them, it's like really and truly they're you know they're trying to see the um, seek the best for like everybody. Like, like you, yeah, you yeah. see where they come from, like and even even the bastard principal, you, you you understand why he is this way. I mean, yeah, because I mean, it, I mean they're kind of. Rolling the dice with Yuji. Yeah, Sakuna is a demon, super powerful demon. I like the most powerful one. He's the king of curses and the king of deadly poisons, and they have. uh, He's considered special grade, and you know Gojo is special grade. So like to have somebody that's on the same level almost as Gojo is very terrifying, and they're going to be reincarnated and they're pure fucking evil. Yeah, that's a problem scenario. (laughs) Huge problem, and you know he Yoshinobu. I, I think that's his first name. He uh, he just looked in like he wants to protect the kids as well, and that's something to respect. Man, he is an asshole. He mm-hmm. was nice to uh, Miwa. Uh, he was like, "Can you get me some tea?" Can yeah, no, I mean tea? he's nice to all of his students, you know. But like his students, his students, his, yeah. and uh, but when it comes to having somebody harboring a demon, you know, he's just like. He doesn't see him as a person, and I mean, yeah, that just pisses me off. Because like he has like that whole stick where he's under the cover of the like this sort of sporting exam between the rival schools. He's like, hey, um, y'all team up to f- kill him, and we'll just say, oh, it was an accident. Yeah, just have just putting on a, an assassination order for a bunch of high schoolers to take on. Like, also, I'm- here's this massive demon that'll help you kill him. Yeah, and then, but then also, not even, but even way before that, he had he essentially planned out his assassin. He planned out him Yuji dying when they t- they sent the three first years to go take down a special grade, like. Like, come on, man. Like, he's been pulling his strings to make it to where there would be instances where he could, where Yuji could be killed. And, and like, like John was saying, that those are the political dynamics of, like, you have Gojo, who's, like, he's very much, like, the Loki. Like, he's, he's like, he's got an ulterior motive, and he's trying to, like, stir shit up. And you have the school itself, and we have what sort of this, like, vague council of power that exists above the school that we haven't seen or really given a name for that sort of it exists they, they just over. call them the higher ups yeah because like that's one of the things i love about this because you have you know the the regular human world and then the jujitsu world are are separate but they you know exist together and they're but they're just so vastly different because you have the schools like you said you have the higher ups which essentially like are kind of like they're like they're like the ruling government they're they're kind of the ruling government but yeah, they they're kind of the ruling government. But then you also have Gojo, who 
is like is literally is his own powerhouse like because he exists he has so much sway with within the jiu-jitsu world because you know like like what what is anyone going to do to him yeah because like i mean you know he he needs he's of course careful but also it's like nobody can literally touch him yeah and that's one of that's i think that's probably one of the main reasons why i'm more okay with him being overpowered I mean, it doesn't go unstated. I mean, everyone is kind of terrified of him. Yeah, and that's and that's something that like at first when like you're introduced to Gojo, he's like he just seems cocky. He's like, oh, you know, I'm the strongest, you know. But then once you see him fight, it's like. But then you like then you realize his power. Which I remember first getting introduced to that, I was just blown away because you know, to those of you listening, he bring he he. He is continuously covering himself with infinity so that no matter what, no matter how hard you try, you can never, ever touch him. And he never turns it off. I want to say I'm glad I watched it a second time because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't fully understand or just get. I guess I just missed it somehow. Because it, it, it it's kind of similar to some, some of like JoJo stands where yeah. it's like... What the fuck is this? They, shit? Where I it's didn't like understand really... it in the manga when I watched the anime. I was like, okay, I understand. This yeah, story. like King Crimson does not work well in manga. For and, they they do throw a lot of shit at you, so I can understand that. But uh, Gojo was the one thing first time around. I was like, everybody keeps talking about his power. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck his power is. And I was on the. Fu- I finished it. And I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't know what his ability. And is. just from what like Wenzel and Tanner have been saying, like I, how there's still a lot. That hasn't been explained yet, and, and it's not just like, oh, this is a failing that of the writer to not properly give information. Like, it's still it's being purposely withheld for the sake of like mystery in the story. Which yeah. I do appreciate. One thing, how like I do feel like a there's a good bit of like setup in in this series. So yeah, far. yeah, it's a lot of setup, and it pays. It honestly pays well, especially with Gojo, because you know you, you get to see his infinity. Uh, and then you get to see him use one of his techniques, which is cursed, uh, cursed reversal red, and it's just a color red. And uh, that was something I didn't notice until watching it is the color portion. Because, but aside from Gojo, I'm gonna detract a little bit. Anytime anybody's using cursed energy, it's usually blue. And then if they're uh, like when, but when Gojo uses cursed reversal red, it's red, which means it's reverse curse energy. So reversal of cursed energy is always going to be red. Is that like holy or is it still? No, it's just the opposite, which is positive energy, I positive guess, curse energy. So it, I guess it's, I mean, obviously one of the things with the anime, it's like you, you can't, you kind of have to go outside the box when it turns to powers. Like, you know, you get gone. Maybe are the days where it's just, Oh, this guy has the firepower. This guy has an ice power. So like you're getting into like more elaborate yeah. abilities. So and, like that, that's definitely something that comes to play here. Like, okay, these are like, Kind of complicated, and and to like Gojo and to the writer's credit, he is the strongest character. But I feel like whenever he steps in, it doesn't feel like an ass pull. Like Not, oh, the, the the writer put himself in the corner, throw Gojo in there to finish it all. I kind of feel like whenever he comes in, it feels like credible. It feels yeah. like yeah. Shanks in One Piece, yeah, um, where he shows up every seven hundred episodes. Uh, but no, what I was going to say though is that in the moment when Yuji is trying to fight the first special grade spirit which they don't ever say its name but it's its name is finger bearer because it has a, <laughs> it has a sakuna's finger in it and a lot of its design is finger like and um 
no, when he tries to punch it, his cursed energy is red. And that means that in that moment, even though he's like, it could be nothing, but for me, I like to think that like in that moment he had hope. And so the cursed energy was reversed, so it became red. But anyway, back to Gojo, though. And then when he fucking pulls his domain expansion, I was like, oh, my God. Holy shit. And, and, and then when he does the fucking purple shit and just creates a fuck-all laser? What the yes. fuck? Creates fucking vanilla eyes from JoJo? When he fucking combines red and blue, when he's combining colors, it's, it's so funny because people are like, oh, when he combine when somebody's combining colors, shit's getting real because he's combining colors and using fucking purple. Oh, my God. And that actually gets explained later, and it's, it, it's fucking incredible. He is, like you said, it doesn't feel like an ass pool. Like, like Gojo is an entity or an organism to be feared. And when he comes in, it's just like, like, it's just like, oh shit. Like even the villains are like, oh yeah, no, uh, we're it, leaving. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Cause it's like, it, it's like Hanami said, I'm like, I'm not arrogant enough to fight Gojo. And then fucking the blonde kids, the blonde guy's name. Where's the fucking overalls. overalls. He's just that like, we only see for like five, minutes. not Jojo Siwa. He, he, he's just like, oh, <laughs> He's like, hey, am I wrong? You're not. No, wrong. You're not wrong. You know, and the thing <laughs> taller is taller than Joe Rogan. You know, the thing is though, there's that point where he's holding his overalls. I'm like, is he trying to hide a fucking boner? What is he I doing? I want to deck that character in the face. You're not. You're. I want to deck him too. It's just an ugly character. I don't like his that. sword. Is cool. Like he has like his sword has a hand at the end of it that it, that grip that holds his hand while he swings. That, yeah. that's a neat bit. That's neat because like there's this other character that works for the bad guys who's like this buffalo bill dude who like builds I mean, I mean, shit out of like straight body. up in game yeah yeah, yeah. But i enjoy him way more because he's got a quirk and he just likes bones he wants to make a coat rack out of gojo yeah well he also wanted to make a wallet sort of out of the old guy See, he's it's just like got a, a wall thing. That, that has old man cool smell yeah, old like, man skin i'm just mad like you open the wall and he just takes a big sniff like jojo it, it smells like a thrift store <laughs> Jo- Jojo Siwa guy just seems like his bit is being a pervert, and I don't his, like it. Okay, his technique is really fucking. It's fucking ridiculous. I will just say that. I it makes me so mad when I think about it. It's like, why are you so repulsive but have a cool power? It's he can't say. Nothing. I can't say. Nothing. I can't right. say. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's just nothing. I guess like we'll find out. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just say this. Pay attention to the marks on his face. They're, they're, their fox whiskers. He, he's got a nine tails box. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just man, Gojo. I love him so much. He, he's my favorite character. Number hands down. Uh, I don't know if I stated that. But, but what's your non Gojo? Uh, I do have a top five. It goes Gojo Akatsu, which is a character that's been mentioned constantly, but you won't, you don't ever actually interact with him until later. Uh, Yuji, basically the toughest student. Yeah, he's the he was the toughest second year. Who like last the in the the tournament arc? Whenever they had it, he single handedly beat all the second and third years from the Kyoto school. I did not realize they mentioned Rika so early. Anyway, um, Yuji, Megumi, then Nanami, and then after that, it's literally just fair game because I I really do love almost all of them. I love Nobara, I love Maki, I love Miwa, I love uh, Panda. Unamaki, maybe I should move. I don't know. Unamaki's great. Um, I love the fucking principal. I cannot remember his name. Um, 
who makes the cursed corpses. Yeah. 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 They're all so great, really. The fighting teddy bears. Yeah. Like, right now, there's, like, outside of Jojo Siwa, which we've only seen for a little bit, there really isn't a bad character. Uh, I will say they're, they're like, some bastards. Like, um, also, I did want to say, we're not shitting on Jojo Siwa. This is just a, a visual comparison. Like, like, like yeah. when you see the character, you'll understand. It looks like Jojo Siwa. Like, Mahito Bastard. Yeah, like straight up bad. Oh my god, and so uncomfortable. Like not in a bad way, but it's just like, just ugh. Like, like the whole um, Junpei story arc is really solid, and which delivers like one of the big like teases, but also one of the biggest swerves of the first season. Yeah, and like and a, and a very you know potent emotional moment. Yeah, because throughout the show, if you you know if anybody's been watching the opening, it shows John P with everybody. Like it's, he's constantly shown in there, and it's like it's like oh yeah, he's gonna probably join join the jujitsu school because later you know he actually picks up uh, a technique which is he uses a jellyfish shikigami, and it's like oh shit, like yeah, he's gonna join the school, and then nope, he fucking dies. And it's so fucking sad. In, in like, a really harsh way. Yeah, too. and, like, not only that, his mom dies, too. And it's just, like... We just, love hot mom. Which, like, it's like, goddamn, why the fuck you introduce this but, hot mom and kill her in, like, five minutes? But something that. I didn't pick up before that now I'm curious is that they cover the father's fucking face. And I'm just, oh, yeah. And I'm just, like, okay, that either means two things. One, it just means that the father's just, you know, out of the picture. Or two, the father is somebody important. They're just hiding it. And I did not really, I did not think about that until then. Uh, part of me feels like it might be um, the former because th- that is a very common trope in anime where they have like a, a character, like a single parent character, and whichever person is not involved, it's just obscured and yeah, and it's, it's not for yeah. like oh this will be important later. It's just like they're not involved, so we we're not covering. And plus, that sort of implies that. There is a um, an emotional distance between that character. Like, there's a reason why they're not involved. I, and I will say this: remember too that Yuji's grandfather wanted to tell something about his parents. Yeah, and he never got to. He just fell asleep and died. Uh, but like, <laughs> but sort of on the uh, Junpei's dad, like that's probably just part of the red herring. Man, possibly, because when I saw it, I was like. Oh, he's gonna come back once. Oh, oh no, Jun Pei's dead. Okay, <laughs> you know that. I mean, that might be true because I mean, you know what? The father's not there, and now the character's dead, and the 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 mother's dead. So like, it wouldn't really matter. I I, I do. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a bit weird to like bring that back. Yeah, that's true. And especially like how far y'all are into the series. It'd be like. Oh yeah, we're, we're going to pull this guy back from like one chapter well, ten. Well, just know, so far into the series, there's so much shit that still isn't explained. Like, come on, man. Like, we like okay, Udihime, right? The the woman who's like the counterpart to Gojo. She's the teacher at the at the at Kyoto. The Kyoto. Still don't know what her technique is. Have no idea. And plus, you, you said um, with Panda, we don't know. We don't know his third. We power. still don't know his uh, other court. But I will say, Akutami did say in an interview that it has some. Udihime's power has something to do with singing. Okay. Probably like a mermaid or something. I mean, I was thinking, like, you know what? It makes sense. The fucking principal has a guitar. Of course she can sing. <laughs> like, the Kyoto school is just a band, and all their powers, like, combine, make, like, a fucking rock show. <laughs> That'd be good shit. I would, I'd be, I'd dig it. <sighs> there's, there's a point I was going to make about the Junpei stuff. Um, Incredibly sad. No, it's, it's, it's a very, like, very potent uh, emotional moment. Junpei um, is a school I, shooter. <laughs> 
you know, that I didn't get that vibe at first, but when you brought that up, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, that is totally the vibe. Which, like, that, that, like, and this is totally, like, a subjective thing for me, but, like, I, that, I wasn't necessarily sad that he died. I was more sad about Eugene being sad that he died. Jeez. I was <laughs> sad that he died because I can't, I related to his character in a sense that, I don't want everyone to die. When I was in middle school, at least, I didn't want everyone to die. I just wanted the bullies to die. Yeah. Because he yeah. was pretty horrifically bullied. Like, he literally had, like, you pull like back mo- his hair, like, and he has, like, multiple cigarette burns on his head. It, it's, man, it's fucked up. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is, like, I, I completely understand why he's that way. It, it and, and, like, I totally get why he would feel that. I mean, I would be too if I was in his position, but it was still like, uh, are you about to do a Columbine right now? I mean, uh, and, and that's the reason why Mahito like preyed on uh, Junbei because he knew he was this maladjusted kid who yeah. was like, who was like bullied and taken advantage of, and so like he, he found the most vulnerable person that he can mm-hmm. manipulate, and he did it in the cruelest way possible. Yeah, yeah, and, and then because like before this point, like Mahito is like pretty quirky villain but like the minute he does that turn and, and you know it's coming but like the level of maliciousness behind it was Th- like, is just straight up uh Orochimaru see that's what I without re- wanting a young boy's body yeah, <laughs> yeah well and also too like the, I don't get the same vibe from Mahito as uh Orochimaru like Mahito kind of has this like almost innocent demeanor I don't see it I, I see like, him it, as a weird pre- predator I, I was about to say because like with like, when, like he's kind of childlike in his move I mean like, no Nanami behavior. Nanami said like he's like this cursed spirit is like a child and that's something that was kind of like not advertised but kind of shown off about Mah- Mahito is like he seems kind of like this quirky quirky innocent guy but it, that's what this is what I like about JJK is that like turns out no he is absolutely just insidious one an evil entity just pure evil and plus they did say that he uh, of like the the big curse spirits that are like the the big big bads like he's relatively the youngest because he's the most recently manifested because each of the the main big curse spirits represent like the collective fear of an abstract concept like like uh, they're they're the disaster curse like and being like, lost in the woods the fear of the sea and uh, the fear of volcanoes it makes sense because humans have been around for and that's less. what Mahito, he eats the coalescence of human fears yeah you know? and that like earth and uh ocean stuff thing things have been scared of that before humans were around yeah but and but the the curses are solely born from human fears which is kind of oh, okay. yeah it's kind of yeah um but they're still very fucking ancient, though. Yeah. Which, but then, but it's also funny because they meant uh, whenever Ghetto has his first meeting with the three disaster curses, they're like, "Oh, so your boss wants to re, you know, change up the world and stuff, uh, or change the world so that it be fitting to curses." And I completely forgot that. Yeah, Mahito is their boss. He's essentially their leader. And I'm like, and that's why I really like about Junpei's art because you have you have Yuji who is whose death is official but he's not he's doing like some covert op shit with nanami trying to investigate a fucking uh, something that's making transfigured humanoids uh, trying to investigate this kid and it's just like it's just a really good arc because we get to see we get to see that um nanami that their dynamic the the friendship that should have been and uh mojito just mojito yeah i, I will say like just 
this is a little off subject, but I guess probably my only criticism of the season is, and it's only like the first half, is once Yuji, quote unquote, dies, they're really, you know, he isn't given a lot of opportunity to interact with yes. with anybody. And so, like the the like intros and all, and everything, like the Juju scrolls and everything, are trying to like insinuate that him and Megumi and Naboro, Nabara, Nabara are like these really tight, close friends. But you don't really get that they they, they weren't really together. They weren't really w- or together. Really, they're long not. Enough. They weren't shown to be like together a long time before he. You know, had his death. Yeah, but, and then there's like some like flashback stuff where they kind of show like some more like slice of lifey moments, but like, but it was not really until the latter half where I actually feel that connection between those three, and it's like, okay, yeah, that they are a unit. Yeah, no, I I understand that completely because I was the same. I I'm still kind of the same way, and I was the same way when I watched it because. Uh, I want to say they only really knew Yuji for, like, two months. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you know, you could develop a bond between that, and obviously... They, Especially in extreme situations. Yeah, and obviously they did, because, you know, Nabara was secretly crying, you know, but, like... But, but like, narratively, it is kind of cheap to just be like, oh, these people are friends without... Showing, showing us how they're friends yeah no and, but but then but then later on it gets rectified because you actually see that that's one of the reasons why i really love the baseball episode yeah that, that's actually one of the huge like payoffs and build up is their friendship because like later on you'll see you'll get to see more and more of it and it's just it's really just nice and plus like it's and plus just as a viewer it's always super satisfying when you when you know when anime talk about teamwork, you actually get to see it visually demonstrated when, like, you see, like, the main crew, like, whip shit together as, like, a cohesive team. And, like, like when Nabara, like I said before, Nabara and Yuji had their team-up fight with the Cursed Womb Brothers, like, that was super satisfying. Oh, yeah, oh, it was yeah. super sick. And, and I know, like, adding more of that in towards the beginning would probably... Halt, like halt the pace. Maybe had like a yeah, like maybe had a bit more like a like a monster to wheat sort of feel to sort of to build that up a little bit more. But also, I, I can or see maybe how like have like an extra episode, yeah, to get into that. But overall, like you know, n- not as many, very few like criticisms. I guess like of a criticism, I do kind of feel like Yuji's whole thing of like w- kind of w- wanting to be there for people if when they die to give them quote a proper death. I kind of feel like. It got a, that point just got a little redundant, but I do think I, mean, I can see that. It, yeah, it, it, it's still there is still an emotional payoff when he failed to do that with Junpei. That to me, that still that landed because like even though they even though they kind of said it ad nauseum for him to sort of to fail Junpei in that way mm-hmm. to realize that what he may have been saying may have may have been a bit hollow because like he's never really had to lose like that before. Granted, you know they. They they scared off Mahito and sort of like one quote quote, but still there was still a lot of uh, repercussions from that fight and then the casualties, Junpei being one of them. And I still feel like his his failure to save him that was still a, like you know a successful thing narratively that really show like his pain. Yeah, yeah. And one of the big tropes is shown, and one of the ones I'm not super fan of is the 
we we can save this villain who's like super fucking evil like how like in Naruto for instance when they introduce Gara he is of this like fucking like sociopath and then like Naruto just whoops his ass and then he's fine like you know and I get like especially for shows aimed at young kids you need to be careful with these types of messages like you have to be you know you know try to try to find the the hard way try to find a way to not you know hurt or kill the I'm opponent. with Nar I like the way Naruto did the Gar situation because Gar was being manipulated into it by the authorities I mean yeah after, but, but after the fact we we learned that Gar Yaru was manipulated his whole life and like yeah. the whole thing of like redemption is a very powerful thing but unfortunately with, and it's not just exclusive to Naruto or anime. It's like how redemption is sort of handled in a lot of stories narratively is sort of like when you kind of apply it to real world is really not well done because like, yeah. oh, somebody somebody did something really shitty, like killed a bunch of people. They got their ass kicked or they said, I'm sorry. That's not really <laughs> like a sufficient yeah. Like, yeah, thing like, like, to their crimes. Kind of, this is a little bit of like Steven Universe spoilers, but I know a lot of people were really upset with how that, the first part I, of that show. Went. Be careful. Okay. I mean, I don't want spoils for that. You still have not caught up? No, I've been busy reading manga and everything where, where else. Are you, have you watched the first part? I've watched uh, the first three seasons. Okay, never mind. I will not say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of, like, stopped me. I thought we'd all seen it. Uh, Getting back on that track, how, like, Redemption sort of messily handled, like, Sasuke did a lot of fucked up shit, and he faced no repercussion for no, his crime. No, like, and Sasuke's a shit fucking character. I hate Sasuke with the fucking passion. Sasuke's my favorite character. I'm sorry. I, I just cannot stand Sasuke. But, but, like, in that same way... Gosh, shit, no, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it is almost one o'clock. So I, I, I have my train of thought. There is a clear distinction in Jutsu Kaisen between mm-hmm. humans and the curses. Now, there can be evil humans, of course, but the curses, for the most part, yeah, they're yeah. they're evil. You know, they're just straight up evil. There's no redemption for them. And, yeah, and, and and like I said before, like it, you kind of don't want to do this with like anything aimed at kids, which this is kind of that way. Where, you know, it'd be like, some people do deserve to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there is a distinction that, like, the the cursed spirits, like, they're, like, literally the embodiment of negative thoughts and evil thoughts. So, like, for them to sort of, like, extend, like, this sort of olive branch to them isn't really congruent. And it's it's different than, say, like, maybe Demon Slayer, where I think Kondro is a very successful, empathetic hero Man, and so like when he's when his heart breaks for the bad guy, I don't feel like he's cutting them a check where he shouldn't. Yeah, because a lot of the people they were like you see their trauma and they sort of understand that a, a sliver of humanity because most of them were human who were just transmogrified through some tragedy in their life. Well, you know, of course, tragedy doesn't overcome the, your crimes, but you yeah, still, it's they're, like they're, feelings are valid, but actions based on those feelings may may or may not be valid. But I feel like them not empathizing or humanizing the the bad guys because they are literally embodiment of evil is sort of you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and I think like Yuji's sort of arc in this season being like 
there are just some people you can't save and you kind of just have to deal with it. Uh, I yeah yeah and I would I will say though um, you do see a something different though with the three uh, death painting brothers mm-hmm. uh, there's a little bit more ambiguity there which I thought I which I really liked because you yeah. know because I mean uh, when Yuji you know essentially kills them he's just like there's the moment right before he lands the final killing blow he's just like sorry you know and um. Because they were human bodies that were implanted with this demon seed. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I'm just killing this evil spirit and it just withers away. That was a person at one point that was sort of, without their consent, turned into this monster. And, Which is the same as him. And, and yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that these guys, these death womb paintings, um, like I said, you know, we kind of get some ambiguity there because originally when we see Kichizu, Esu, and Choso, they're like... Like we should side with the cursed spirits because it'd be more befitting to it'd, it'd be more beneficial for us, and we see like with that it's like that's not wholly evil because you know I mean really it would be befi- it would be more better for them because if they didn't they would most likely be killed because they see because the jujitsu world sees them as a threat rather than you know as mm-hmm. beings and th- and they didn't have a choice in that matter because. Um, we get a little bit of history here, uh, and this is, and I don't know if anybody caught this. There's two Norotoshi camos. There was the one that we were introduced, and then there was one that was considered the most vile jujitsu sorcerer in human history, which is he was in the Meiji era, Norotoshi camo. And the reason, and the reason why there's another one is because they kind of just named him that to maybe like. Put a bread, like put a better, you know, um, name. name. You know, we're, we're, we're yeah, because yeah, I, I noticed that, that. I was like, okay, like that guy must be maimed after him. Yeah, because there was the Noritoshi Kamo, the most vile sorcerer. He impregnated a woman nine times and then aborted her nine times. With like it was like because somehow she was a human woman that could bear like a demon's child. Yeah, and which, and he was like you know super fucking curious, really fucked up. And, you know, they didn't have a say in that. So they became the uh, Cursed Womb Death Paintings. Which is an interesting name for what they are. Cursed Womb Death Paintings. Yeah, I I don't quite understand that yet. I was picturing just straight up paintings like the Mona Lisa. That, that's what I was thinking. It's just like the Mona Lisa with, like, fangs and red eyes. It's, it's a, that'd be a good bit, too. There's, like, a like we, we the lads pits a crazy anime where they have to fight. Uh, like classic works of art, and just the fight the evil demons in them. Ugh, fuck. Yeah, the final battle five. is uh, uh, what's that fucking painting? The guy eating the <laughs> Saturn devouring yeah. his son. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the, that, that that makes. Me I don't sad. even know. I don't even know if that would be the final battle. I think the final battle would be some abstract shit, man. It would be what, the painting that's like the French uh, picnic area, and the guy's walking his dog. And there's like it's a bunch of people in one. Oh, you're talking about evening in the uh, park or something? Yeah, yes. the, the yes, pointillism one. Be that one, and like the final boss is secretly everyone. I, or, or like Hieronymus Bosch or some shit. I'll, I was gonna say something like fucking um, shit. I cannot remember. It's declaration. Of it's just no. It's just a fucking color. It like, is, like Jackson Pollock. Yeah, it's just a bunch of colors. You go into it, and it's just like oh, oh, just getting beat up by colors. If it was a Kojima game, it would be the uh, signing of the Declaration of Independence, and you would fight the founding fathers. 
Oh, uh, you know what? Well, Fuck. they're all cyborgs. But, uh, don't and, feel bad. And they're they all, all and they're all voiced by David Hayden. But don't I would they're, buy okay. the fuck out of that. I would not. I would, and I would not feel bad about finding them because they're all fucking slave masters. So let's get into it. Yeah, Kojima, hit us up. We won't fund you, but we'll encourage you. We'll we, encourage you. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll write those ideas down to come back to him for a rainy day, please. Metal Gear. All right. Well, we, we sort of ran the gamut with the uh, with Juju uh, today. What are some of our sort of last feelings that we want to touch on before we uh, tie it off for tonight? Kokusen, Black Flash, crazy shit. Yeah, when the, the way they explained it in the uh, in the show was like a complete misunderstanding of the actual power of the move because it's essentially when you're pulling it off, especially Yuji, he's essentially punching with in like supersonic speed and. Uh, Tanner explained it better, but it says it's like uh, 2.5 times stronger than the average. It's like two times more powerful than the average move or whatever, but that's not the, that's not true. It's uh, to the power of 2.5. So it's like 1,000 times 1,000 times 100, times 500. And it's like, and it's an insanely big number. It's super powerful. And every time Yuji pulls it off, it's absolutely beautiful and insane. And then Nabara pulls it off, which was what Pat was mentioning. And it was so fucking sick. Hype. Hi, because, like, it's usually it's how manga goes, manga and anime, like, you usually don't see, like, the girl character have a level of power that's close to the main character. So when she fucking hits the goddamn black flash on the the demon painting brother, I was like, fuck. And then when she does her her hairpin move, yeah. god damn, yeah, that yeah. was good shit. Nabara's my bitch. She's the, the coolest shit. Yeah, no, she is a cold motherfucker, and I love it. Queen shit. Yeah, seriously. It's good shit, man. And I'm like, that was something I love, is that, like, you get, like, you get these characters who just look, who just, they're the good guys, and they absolutely look so fucking brutal. Like, you have Yuji just pulling off, and I, I couldn't remember what his uh, martial arts he's using is. It's Taito martial arts. Taito. Yeah, because he can pull off a knee release. And I was like, fuck, that's crazy. So he's actually doing that. Then you have fucking Megumi looking absolutely insane when he pulls off a domain expansion, which is sick as hell. Oh my god, that- for, was... for someone who's like very reserved and and sort of like calculated for most part of the series, like it's sort of like he, he takes the sacrifice play for him to sort of be to say fuck it and let loose to fight that one special grade. He just like he went Joker. He was just like went crazy. <laughs> it was so good to see that boy grow, <laughs> and it was and then seeing Nabara just be absolutely fucking cold blooded. Looking like a fucking just murderer when she's like nailing a, I mean, a, a pin like through her fucking like vein, main vein. I, I I remember cringing when I when I saw that. I was like, oh my god, she's literally nailing herself right now. Why is nobody reacting to this? I mean, that's that's a baller shit when she's like, oh, you got your blood in me. Well, you know what let's, my power does? Voodoo shit. Let's and play bam, a game got- of chicken. Yeah, it's some crazy shit, man. And, and plus, I, I do think it's funny that Megumi went like sicko. Because, like, he, they, he literally got his brains bashed out of his head. Boy has gotten so many head injuries. That boy got thrown across a goddamn country when he fought uh, <laughs> Sukuna Mode Yuji. Like, <laughs> I, just, I, I, I forget about that so much. He gets thrown by Sukuna. He gets thrown by Toto. And then, like, he, he gets fucking smashed into the fucking wall by the finger bearer. And it's just like... Dude, that's like, why he stacked. His fucking brain got not loose. Yeah, and God, 
And it's not just him. The amount of times people should have fucking died in this show. <laughs> and, and you, and you For just, as much shit as these people eat. And, like, and you just ha- you had to take it on, like, they're just working on, like, anime toughness. Because, like, there's oh, yeah. no, like, explanation why they just get thrown around, like, 10 miles and just, like, I, I didn't feel anything, bitch. It, it's just it's so like, funny. <laughs> every bone in your body should be broken. It's just, like, they're beyond human, so. You you know, you just have, you just sort of, that's a point so you have to roll with as a viewer. Yeah. Just like, and, I mean, this show is extra, even by anime standards. Because, uh, yeah. like, the whole, like, fight with that Toto and Yuji had with Hanami, that's some wild shit. I, I cannot get over the shit when fucking Yuji does a triple fucking kick in midair. When like I mean it's oh so God, it's so yeah. fast, but like he literally is in the air and he does a triple fucking kick. Like, dude, how do you pull that off? But man, it looks so good. It, it's it's good. It's like shit. how do you wind that shit up? I when mean, you're yeah, in God. the air and like and then you have boogie woogie. Boogie yeah, when they doing the the clap and then. Uh, yeah, they were tag teaming the fuck out of Hanami. That so, was so fucking tight. So and then when they, they psyched him out, I was like, what? Fucking fake out. It was good shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love the bit where they're fighting Hanami and she this dissolves her like wood board thingy. And then she, when she shoots her vines down, they like kick off each other yeah. in midair. That was good That shit. was good teamwork, man. Yeah. I, I, you know what? There's a stellar cast in here. I I love them all to death. Uh, yeah, for real though. And like, I, I've known y'all for 48 hours, but I'd die for any one of y'all. <laughs> no, and and it's so funny because like when I learned about Toto's technique, I was just like, man, you know, it's so simple but so fucking problematic. It's so disorienting, and I'm like, this is sick. And wow, oh my god. And then fucking um, going back to Megumi, I love Megumi so much because I'm really I just I love animals and like him pulling out the Shikigami. I'm just like. That is my shit right there. Rip to the to the white Chikigami dog. I, that pissed me off. I was, I was mad. You're right. I was so fucking sad. I was like, oh my god, the white dog is dead. And then Sukuna kills the snake. And I'm like, stop killing them. Like, we literally, like, literally just they the just snake. introduced a snake and it's just dead. It's just gone. And I'm like, holy fucking shit, this sucks. But when the, the black dog got the white dog energy... It becomes fucking totality. Just like fucking werewolf shit. Oh, it's so fucking good. So Like, nobody's talking about that enough either. It's so much hype. But something that I love that he keeps... He's, he's, he's mentioned it or referenced it four fucking times. He keeps unfinishing... Or he, he's not finishing a spell. And I just... I, I, I say it all the time. It's sacred... Sacred treasure swing and ring, ring, ape grip, and then just cuts off. And I'm just like, what? What is the boy gonna say? What is he gonna? What's he gonna finish? What is because he gonna- like he's got something in his belly that's like really something crazy. Because Sukuna is like, I don't give a shit about the mortal world. I'm gonna kill everybody. But there was something that Sukuna, I mean, that Megumi was gonna bust out. That Sukuna's like. Hold on. Like, yeah. Like kombucha girl. Hold on. Yeah, no, it's so, Sukuna is very interested in Megumi, and honestly, we don't even know why in the manga either, and, um, and yeah, and, and that spell, whatever it is, is, uh, it's always Megumi's, like, it's essentially like, you know, suicide. It's like, all right, this is it, do or die, or die, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, that was a moment I really liked with Gojo, too, was him telling him, you know, the difference between uh, dying to win and risking death to win because like completely changed him as a character, changed him later on, and um, 
it definitely made him value his own life more. I, yeah, and I will, and, and like that was something too. It's like he's like be greedier, like go for it, you know, be like be fucking strong, like like. And I remember uh, there was this artist who was sharing who was sharing that line and that scene on Twitter, and I was just like, he was he was using that as like kind of like his hype. Um, kind of like motto words for like, yeah, I'm going to fucking get it. I'm going to get it with my art. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, yeah, fucking use that. That's good shit. Be greedier. Fucking get it. I mean, there's a way you can be greedy and it be beneficial to use a person and not to the detriment of someone else. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, no, there's actually a fun theory about Sukuna and why he's interested in Megumi. This isn't spoilers for anything because it's, it's just a theory. It's just a theory, but they think that maybe Sukuna wants to uh, not not essentially inhabit Megumi, but like because he can summon Shikigami, they think that maybe Sukuna wants to become a Shikigami, and so what he'll do is he'll kill off all the other Shikigami and force Megumi to, like, make a pact with him to revive him. Something like that. It's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, basically, like, that'd be a way for him to, like, circumvent uh, maybe Yuji and then have, like, he be resurrected. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, something about using shadow, you know, using the shadows to create the Shikigami and maybe that can help him create a body or his shape or form. I don't know. But it, it was pretty cool. From what I read, and um, and I just love Megumi, and but his all his like tricks with his um, moves, like when he summons the new aids with their like lightning wings, mm-hmm. paralyzes you, then it hits you with all. And when he fucking pulls out the elephant banshee, oh, it's fucking like I think it's like that or something. It's cool as shit. I love the hand signs he does. They're so some of them are kind of easy, and then some of them like the elephant are kind of weird. But you're, you're literally doing like the shadow puppet. Yeah, it, it, it's such good shit. And uh, if you, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but there's symbols on the Shikigami. You have we haven't seen it on Nui, but there's symbols, and these sim- and those symbols are references to this very very old uh, legend in Japanese folklore about the ten imperial regalia, which are ten heavenly divine objects that can grant any wish of the user for whatever moment. And uh, his technique is called Ten Shadows. That is true. So I thought that was interesting. The actual regalia or the objects aren't aren't actually directly referenced for the creature's abilities. I just thought it was kind of neat because the symbols are pretty fucking spot on. Well, something I was wondering with the New Way creatures, um, because there is a Japanese mythological creature called the New Way, but it's, it's essentially like this baboon with like like a ti- with like tiger features and a and a snake for a tail if this is the same one it's completely different because yeah. new way is like this masked bird creature yeah I, so like i don't know if there's like two separate new way in japanese mythology but kind of like that's different from the one i know but you know it's yeah. still cool shit yeah yeah no for sure um like uh i'm trying to think the one on the frog new gamma bottomless well the symbol on there i've been drawing it because i think it's one of my favorites i there's not really much about it but uh, it's this one right here. That is the symbol for an object known as the Mirror of the Deep. I really, I just really like the name Mirror of the Deep. Like, what the fuck can that do? Like, I don't know. It's just some sick shit, bro. It's pretty slick. All right, I, I think we kind of run the gamut on this. Uh, I, if you haven't, if you have, if you listen to this and 
Uh, haven't seen Jujitsu. Uh, bold move because we just said everything that's happened pretty much. Yep. But um, I think I do what I asked John. Uh, what What are your feelings with the series? Do you want how like how hype are you to continue with it? I'm I'm probably gonna read the manga. Honestly, I'm I'm definitely very excited to see where it goes. Uh, in the anime and in the manga because if if anything that I've been handed at over the past weekend from. Colt, Wenzel, and Tanner, like, it goes crazy. Yeah. And, like, I'm excited because it's, and plus, like, you know, it's a nice change of pace because I haven't watched anime consistently for them just to binge a whole season has been pretty nice. Well, now the embargo's lifted so you can watch and read whatever. Okay. Yeah. Or, for, or like, we, or the chains are gone. I've been set free. <laughs> I, I plan on uh, reading the manga. I'll probably be caught up uh, probably by next weekend. I have one prediction, and I don't want Wenzel to make a face at all. I predict that Toto's Boogie Woogie is going to be the death of someone important. I feel like I said not to make a face. No, I just, that's an interesting thing. I predict that he will use Boogie Woogie to save someone or to swap out people that he doesn't want to die. As in, like... Itadori is his best friend. He's like, I don't want you to die, so he swaps himself with him. Or he sees Itadori's about to die. He's like, I don't want you to die. Swaps Megumi with him, which I don't think Megumi is going to be the one that dies before Itadori. But whatever. Basically, you think something something will go wrong with Boogie Woogie? Oh, for sure. I think Boogie Woogie's going to be the downfall of someone. Interesting. I, I can see how it could be exploited by like a, a high tier villain at some point. That's my prediction. No, they'll make a promise you can't keep. I'm not the writer. <laughs> no, I'm talking about you reading it. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to read it. Sure. I've been will. reading manga constantly. Have you? Yes. He's been buying a lot of manga. So I just deleted the information from your mind. You know what I just replaced it with? No. <laughs> now you know all different kinds of flavors of pickles. Don't send you already knew that. <laughs> yeah. Just swapped it. Boogie Woogie. It's back. The pickle information, I don't know where I got that from. But uh, thank you all so much for listening to this non-canon file. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can listen to any of our other non-canon files on a special playlist on our SoundCloud. We have uh, all that curated if you just want to go through all of our deep dives and spoiler field topics. They're all in there for you. And, and and plus, in general, you can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Spotify. Any RSSP catcher out there, be sure to like, rate, view, subscribe on any platform you choose. Let us know how we think about us. Share us with new people. It helps us out. Gets in front of uh, new listeners. Keeps us high in the algorithm. And, of course, we always appreciate you when you do it. You can follow us on our socials at on Twitter and Instagram at AYC's Podcast, on Letterboxd and Facebook at All You Can Hear, and Twitch at twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear, and YouTube at All You Can Hear. Be sure to follow our spinoff show, Caging Greatness, where we typically review a... A Nicholas Cage film. We we have gotten to the weeds the last few weeks, but you know we haven't heard anyone complain so far. He usually goes off the rails, <laughs> especially that drive angry episode. If y'all have not seen that movie, y'all need to. It's not good, but holy fuck, it, you'll be you'll, it's wild. You'll be screaming how fucking ab- <laughs> audacious that movie gets. Fuck, uh, it, and it's a good time. Uh, go. Go check them out. And go check out uh, the merch store. It's been uh, Justin's been popping off with some uh, merch ideas and content. So uh, 
He's he's working really hard over there, and we appreciate that. I and mean, you should go check that out as well. Cajun Greatness on tpublic.com. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Justin. Yeah. Even though it's not my project. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> and lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And John lost his name in my art on Facebook. It's John lost his name. Or... My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24. And John Hudson on 12 on Letterboxd. Thank you for listening. Thank you. My name is Cole. Follow me on Twitter at Cole D 0 uh, just do us all a favor and read Vinland Saga. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm Winslow. You can follow me on Twitter at Winslow. You can follow my art Instagram at Water Winsy. Check out my link tree. I have links to my letterbox, my Goodreads and stuff in there. Uh, do me a favor and go read Jujutsu Kaisen as well. And also, go curse yourself, Colt. I don't want to do that. All right. Happy birthday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.